Welcome to the Aussie Age Grouper, Season 2, Episode 5. Just uh, one more after this one before we uh, wrap up for a little bit of a Christmas break and I start uh, trying to find a few more people to uh, to have an interview with. Um, I've got a few on my list, so uh, there'll be a few people I'll be reaching out to that I've previously made contact to and we'll, we'll tee something up in the new year. Uh, but yeah, welcome to the Aussie Age Grouper, just a little podcast dedicated to the everyday athlete. Uh, if you've been bitten by the fitness bug, athlete bug, triathlete bug, whatever it is, uh, you might find that this podcast relates to you. Uh, I've tried to reach out to as many different people as possible from all sorts of different uh, sporting backgrounds, just have a bit of a chat to them about what makes them tick. Now, if you didn't listen to last week's episode, um, perhaps pause at this point and go back and have a listen to it. And uh, I spoke to my niece, Sophie Shanks, who is a 14-year-old dancer, um, doing quite well for herself in that regard. And uh, just in the past week, so just after, well, actually it was literally the day that the episode dropped um, a fortnight ago, uh, I got a FaceTime message from Soph and uh, opened it up and uh, she was very excited to tell me that she had just found out that she'd been accepted into... Um, a dance academy for a, um, I guess it's a workshop type thing, but she's going over to Italy next year. Was very, very excited. So uh, not only has she been to America a couple of times, uh, she now gets to add Europe to the list as well. So I thought I'd just jump that one in uh, nice and quickly because um, it's some pretty exciting news and we're all very, very proud of you, Soph, so well done. On to this week, Uh, it's a bit of a recap, a race recap. So you might remember we spoke to, earlier in this season, we spoke to Kayla Morton, who qualified for the Ironman World Championships over in Kona. Um, The day after, I think it was, uh, she raced that, and um, we we teed up a bit of a meeting, had a little bit of technical issue to start off with, but uh, once we got it sorted, we are all good to go, and we just did a little bit of a race recap, and it was um, fantastic just to speak to someone who... Uh, was not only buzzing from finishing a world champs, but was sitting in uh, perhaps the most iconic location uh, in the triathlete world, and that's that that is Kona in Hawaii. So, um, had a bit of a chat just to sort of get her uh, summation of of the event and how she went. And uh, look, I really do hope you enjoy. It was a great chat. Hello. I got here. You got there. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. How are you? I'm good, thanks, mate. Congratulations. Well done. Thank you very much. How are you feeling? I'm good. I'm good. Um, the like the first couple of days, I was a bit tired, but I'm feeling good now. You um, has it dawned on you yet what you've managed to achieve? Not yet. I, the first few days, like I, I was saying to, I just caught up with one of the girls that did Kona as well, and I was just like, I felt the first few days, I just felt lost. I was like, what am I doing with my life now? <laughs> Oh, that's awesome, mate. It, um, well, take me through it. Yeah, blow by blow, take me through it. So arrived in Kona on Wednesday. Oh, I was in Honolulu a couple of days before that. Um, started training in the heat, which was really good. Um, I felt like, so I moved up to Queensland six weeks before Kona. Uh, just to try and get some warmer weather training in. I mean, it wasn't like the extremes of here, but I definitely think that helped. And then, yeah, arrived in Kona on Wednesday, went straight out onto the the Queen K for a ride, which was just obviously a dream come true. And yeah. to get out there was just so crazy. Um, and then, yeah, went for a run 
in the energy lab on Thursday. Then Friday we'll walk through to check in. And racking my bike on that pier was just like, yeah, like I said, it was just a dream. I'm sure it was actually crazy to yep. for it actually to happen. And it's still, like you said, I feel like it takes ages to process. So I feel I'm like, Kona's just been and gone. Like, yep, yep. But yeah, then I, so my family, my mum and dad came over, one of my good friends, Nathan. Um, and then my bosses, Michael and Tina, Lincoln, Samarin, and his two kids. So we all were in a big house together, which was fun. Yeah. Then, yeah, Ray, Friday, checked my bike and stuff in, and then it was race day. I was pretty, probably on Friday, Thursday and Friday, I was feeling the nerves a bit. And then once I checked my bike, you know, I was like real, like just, the Ironman vibe in town. Like then I was just really excited. Uh, race day was started early, which was nice. I was one of the last waves though, which happened to me in Utah too. So it was a bit of waiting around. Sitting around and waiting, bugger. Yep. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, started the swim. The swim was okay. It wasn't, wasn't anything special, but Got out onto, out of that, I think, in under 120, which is what I was aiming for. So, Everyone says they see turtles. Did you see one or not? No, I, I did in, like I have on the trip, but not in, I didn't see any on race day. <laughs> maybe it's, the, maybe it's the, uh, the earlier waves. I think by the time, if you were second last wave or something. They've been gone there. They've all been gone there. They realised they didn't want to hang around or something, so. What was the uh, what was the water temp like? Obviously, it wouldn't have been a wet. It wasn't a wetsuit swim, but nah. So swim skin only. It was warm, like twenty seven. All right. Okay. Yep. So yeah, it was quite warm, like the the warmest swim I've ever done. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really congested. Like they, like I think I think for me, starting on when you start an Ironman, like you know, on the beach and then they go four, four, four. But this one, you obviously start in the water. Yep. So they sent us all out and then they were trying to pull us back. So everyone was kind of just like running into each other. I tried to like take on the right-hand side closest to the boy to try and avoid getting hit. And just before our wave started, actually, Lucy Charles was getting ready to come out of the water. So everyone was like, oh, my God, like trying to swim over and watch that. Yep. And then, yeah, I feel like it was, it took a while for the swim to break up. Like people were just swimming over the top of each other for a fair bit of time. And then it kind of relaxed and everyone found their own line as they do. Yeah. And then, yeah, got it out of the water. Quick transition, which I was happy with. The change tents were like there was people everywhere in, in there yep. though. And then straight down onto the bike on Queen K down to the turnaround point. And I saw, like, I was so lucky. I had so much support on the sidelines and mm. they were all in different spots screaming out my name. I did I did see them on that first bit. But after that, I think I was just blinkers on and go, go, go. I felt really good on the bike. 
like was keeping a consistent pace and yep. managing to get my nutrition and stuff in, which I was happy with, and then just getting water to keep cool. And I feel like the temperature, like it was hot, but like I said, me doing a few of those rides in Queensland where it was warmer, I on the on the bike the heat didn't get to me, and it was a, a, a windy. I think we're pretty lucky, like it was windy, but not till probably the last like thirty k's into town. It looked like um, it looked like there'd been some cloud. This depended on which side the um, and of course it was just the pro women that we pretty much were watching, but um, mm-hmm. it looked like there was a lot of cloud cover off uh, towards the mountains. It was quite dark, but then the camera would sort of swing around and it was just bright sunshine on the other side. So was that a, it was a factor at all? in spots, yeah. yeah. And they were predicting that on race day that it was going to be a bit overcast, but then it, I feel like it's deceiving. Like you look at the clouds and you think, oh, it's overcast, it's not that hot, but it is still hot. <laughs> Yeah, if anything, it probably bumps up the humidity too. Yeah, it sort of traps everything in. So, now I'm just having a look. So, you did you swim in one seventeen? So you said you went under one twenty, which was your aim. So cool, and you had yep. a sub five transition, which you know for an Ironman, that's that's pretty good. So no mucking I, around. No mucking around. Um, it looks like it's a fairly tight transition, like out of the water, and then you bang. Like it's all very compact. It's right there. It is, and there's not much space to like run through I actually there was like a little gap in the tent because obviously there was chairs everywhere I diverted out of that tent and like stood out of the tent and put my socks and stuff on and then ended up obviously just leaving your stuff and they pick it up but it was already sopping wet anyway it's like all right my feet are wet and my because my wave was the last like my bike was racked right you know in a normal I mean they just rack it by yeah, like the AWA ranking or however, this was racked in like age group and waves, so ours were like right down the back. Yeah, so it didn't matter what happened; you guys were always going to have a longer transition than those racked right at the front. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then yeah, out onto the bike, and I wanted to go su- uh, sub. I was like, if I do under seven hours, I'll be happy, and I think I did six. I'm uh, going to say did... 6.01, oh, but I feel like it was maybe uh, 6.10. 6.10. 6.10. Yeah. So if you wanted to go under 7, you you did that well and truly. Like that was yeah, yeah a long way under. So that's awesome. It's all in miles per hour. So average of 18.2 miles per hour. I don't even know what that equates to oh, uh, in kilometres. Very frustrating. Yeah. Even out on the course and you can see the things and it's in miles and I'm like, I need kilometres. I yep. don't know how far that is. Yeah, and when you're on the run, I was tracking your pace, but in the end, I just gave up because it's all in uh, minutes per mile. Yes. And I'm like, I don't even know what that means. Like, I just can't compute that quick enough. Um, yes. So, I mean, we'll get to the end of it in the end, but I, and I think I said to you in the messages that, like, we we're watching the end there and we knew you were coming. And as I was tracking you, I was like, oh, God, is she going to get sub 12? Is she going to get there? Because at one point it had you at, like, 12.01 predicted finish time um, mm-hmm. and then it dropped back to like 11.59 and then it picked up again to 12.01 and I'm like oh come on always knowing that you know in that last little bit yeah you're going to slow down a little bit yeah well the thing was with the run obviously I spoke about it in the last bit that in Cairns 
that girl overtook me yep. with only like two Ks to go. And I was like, I'm not leaving myself with nothing in the tank. And I I was looking at my watch, but I didn't in that last like 10 Ks of the run, I actually didn't look. So I wasn't aware that how close I was not everyone, same as you, that was watching was like, oh my God. And it was flicking between like yep. 12.01 and going back. But on the run, in the last 10 Ks, I took a couple of, so before I entered the energy lab and then on my way back, I took a couple of gels and then I could feel myself. And the last 10 Ks, like I picked up my pace and I was just hammering it back. Yeah. So and then the, when I saw I got 11.56, I was like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> so the, um, the runs are like a single loop, isn't it? Yeah, so you go out of transition and you sort of go in the same loop, but a street lower, I guess, that you do the bike or so you go down Ali Drive the opposite way to the finish line. Yep. And then you come back and that's 12Ks and then you go on the Queen K out to the Energy Lab, turn around and then you come back into town. Come back in. So there is a, there's an opportunity for people if they're around the finish line to actually see you leave transition and come past. So they'll see you a couple of times and then they can sort of hang around and wait for you to finish. Yeah, and there was this steep part as you go up to turn onto the highway and everyone, one of my best friends, Lauren, she was running beside me and it's funny to look in the video because in the video everyone else is just walking up the hill and I'm just (laughs) running up it. So it's good, yeah. And the support I had, I was so lucky to have so many people on the finish line or on the course. And where we were staying was out of town. So when I – they missed me when I went out first because the streets were obviously closed. But when I came back around, so I was probably still, I'm going to say, like 50Ks to go back into town, they were all waiting out of town, which was really nice as well. Yeah, cool. Have a bit of – egg on to get back into town <laughs> fantastic so you know they always talk about once you get out to the energy lab and then you turn around it's usually a pretty lonely sort of spot when you're running back is that is that what you found it to be oh, i didn't find it that bad maybe because it was a bit later mm-hmm. but that was when i was sort of feeling my i was starting to pick my pace up a bit so for me they say it either makes or breaks you, and I definitely don't think it broke me because yeah. I felt okay. But maybe some of those people that were getting later into the night or maybe if they were early in the day and it was warmer, it might have been a bit harder. Yeah, cool. And uh, coming in to the finish line, how was that? Amazing. Like, I came down like there was there's that same hill and I was hammering it and then I looked and I go oh I probably should slow down I've still got like two k's to go it went really fast like oh you know everyone's on the sidelines and you go through and get your high fives and there was heaps of people you know standing under the arch and I'm not sure if you saw the video but I just yeah you sprinted you sprinted straight through it was just like oh my god I look forward to seeing your finish line photo because I, I'm not. I think you'll be like me. I'm not sure you'll be happy with them. I think you'll look at it and go, "Oh, maybe, maybe I needed to stop or something." Because yeah, I saw you belt straight through, and I'm like, "Whoa, you're on a mission." 
I was getting to the end and I wasn't stopping. I was like, I'm not sure my legs will, uh, if they'll hold up. But yeah, I just ran straight through. <laughs> it wasn't actually that long before you. They'd cleared, they'd just cleared her, I think. She might have even been on the ground still in front of you, but there was a girl who probably only a minute or so ahead of you, when she crossed, she literally crossed the finish line and collapsed. And all of the um, volunteers sort of were dealing with other people. And she was there for a good 10 or 15 seconds before someone noticed her. And she was just on all all fours. And I knew you were close. And all I could think of was get her out of the way because Kayla's coming through. Of course, I hoped that she was okay. Um, And the reason I thought of that was because of, when I crossed in Nice, um, some guy collapsed just in front of me and yep. his two female friends jumped the barrier literally in front of me, cut me off. And um, and you see some of the photos. I've got this random woman in front of me who's not in club gear. And all I could think of was if that was me in that position and my partner's a partner or friend or whoever it was that jumped the fence, I mean, that's essentially they DQ'd, their, um, DQ'd the participant. Yeah, you know, because he, he had a collapse at the end. So they obviously didn't know um yeah, didn't know the rules around that, which it's it's fine. But uh yeah, they managed to clear her just out of the way. Someone jumped up and grabbed her and literally she just dropped out of the screen and then you know, we spotted you belting down the free <laughs> belting down the finish line. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so no, it was really cool, mate. It was awesome to watch. It was um I, this is like the third Kona in a row, I think, that yeah, I've actually known someone, but um, yeah, definitely the sort of the closest relationship is is you this year. It's been it was so exciting to watch. And um, how did you find having never been there? How did you find it being an all female or an only female event? Did you? I guess you don't know any different, but what did you find about it? Well, I raced in Utah the seventy point three worlds where it wasn't female only. I, I do I understand why they they want to do it, but for me I still like racing with the males. But it was pretty special to be, obviously a part of history mm. going in, and it's the first ever only females race, so it was pretty nice to be all about the females. But I I'm not sure how long it will. It'll be interesting to see if that if it's a thing that they continue or if they merge it back together. Yeah, there's, and I'm sure you've done the same. But there's plenty of written and spoken stuff out there about you know with the co- comparison. And I, something I heard was that it kind of took a little bit later than what it normally does at Kona for it to, I guess, get that world um, world championship vibe. But when they did it, it mm-hmm. really amped up, and it was just the same. So. You know, people were giving a lot of credit to the sponsors that they were actually really focusing on the, the fact that it was actually a women's event as well. Like they, were, they weren't just recycling the advertisements from, you know, say Nice, for example. They were actually focusing yeah. on the athletes who were there. Yeah. Pretty pretty crazy. But, yeah, I've heard lots, like lots of mixed reviews and stuff. And for me, yeah, like it was special to just be women's and the vibes going around like were crazy and the pros did it in an epic time as mm. well like when I was finishing I was getting off the bike they were announcing that Lucy Charles was not that far from crossing the finish line yeah. yep. 
and I actually run next to Taylor Nib like she was coming into the finish and I was heading out on my first lap. Yeah. Yeah, it would be interesting to see what they do going forward. It's I think the pros have sort of said, um, you know, they well, particularly the female pros that I've heard have said they like the idea of racing it on their own because um, there is that element of being impacted by age group men coming through the field, um, you know, those leading yeah. age group men, totally understand that. It means they get a bit of a fairer race and, and we see that at the 70.3s. Um, but I think if you speak to any age grouper, it's a case of, yeah, we kind of want to race with everyone because, you know, we're all part of the same club and we're all, we all train together, for example, and we all know each other. And, um, you know, it's one thing to stand on the sidelines and support, but geez, it means a fair bit when you're, you know, if you're out there and you can actually see someone who's struggling, give them a high five as you run past, or you know they give you a yes. pat on the bum when when they come past you or something. It, it you know you sort of know you're in it together. So um, yeah, it'll so be interesting to see what I they did, do. I did find interesting at the banquet, and the statistics are out there as well. Is I'm 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 not going to say it's the first time ever, but a first time in a long time at the Ironman in Kona that everybody has made the swim in time? Uh, first time ever. Yeah, I've heard the same thing. And first uh, yeah, first time in history that all, everyone has finished the swim. And the one lady that was last, so the cutoff's two hours 20, she did it in two hours 19.46. <laughs> and it was the highest finishing rate or the most, the less DNFs they've had ever as well so i think that the women did a great job out there yeah well particularly when you sort of think that you know there's been a bit of chatter leading up to it that you know there's some of the, a bit like nice really that some of the spots were taken up by people who you know perhaps wouldn't normally go or wouldn't normally qualify so therefore the attrition rate should possibly be higher and the fact that it's actually yes. not that case probably speaks volumes to um you know, the level of, I guess, importance that they've placed on it and, and what it actually means to them. I, I know I was like that. You know, I'm, um, I took advantage of one of those spots and more than happy to do it and, um, you know, quite happy with my results. And I think you should be as well with you, mate. I actually just brought them up. So overall, where were you? I'll go back one. So finished in 11.56, sorry, 11.56.38. For your age group, you were 77th out of 123. So you've beaten plenty of people. Um, you were 728th out of, we'll call it 2,000, just over 2,000. So you're in essentially the top third. You know? Yeah. So two-thirds of the field were behind you in terms of time. So I hope, you, I hope you're proud of that. I really do. I am. I'm, I'm really proud. And for me, it was about finishing, but it, that I wasn't – I was hoping to go sub 13 and I, at that time I didn't think that I would even get close to that. So I am very happy with myself. Absolutely, mate. Yeah. You haven't got the medal there, have you? It's somewhere, isn't it? That's all right. I was going to grab mine and show it, but no, that's awesome. No, that's really cool, mate. We might um, we might wrap it up there, um, let you go to bed because it's about, was it half past nine, 10 o'clock over there? Oh, hang on. No, yes. it's Kayla we're talking to and she's not in race prep. You're about to head out, aren't you? I'm not. Um, everyone <laughs> kept, has been saying that, you know, that sending message, oh, you're going out. And I think I've had like over the space of 
three or four nights since I've had like two, two or three drinks. Yeah. And you're but I'm going to Vegas tomorrow. Ve- oh, okay. Well, you'll make up for it in Vegas. I was going to say, where are you heading off to tomorrow? You said you were going to mainland America. So Vegas, is it? Yeah, for four days and then out to Zion to do some hiking and running and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. No plans after that. Try and figure out what my next race is going to be, maybe. Yeah, I haven't decided on mine either. It may just relax and decide. Yeah, it'll come. It'll come. I, to be honest, I'm, and I don't know whether you feel the same, but I've got to this point and I'm sort of like, you know what, I think I've just about ticked every box that I wanted to in the Ironman. So now it's it's a case of I can do it what I want to do because I want to do it as opposed to because I'm chasing something. So you uh, you might find something similar. So uh, Zion, where's Zion? I've heard of it, but I don't know where it is. It's like out past, just past Utah. Oh, okay. No, you hadn't met back out the same way you were last year. Yeah. Yeah, cool. I know. I feel the same too. I'm like, I, but I think I feel that need to like, I probably should relax because I never know I had a race on, but it's just like when you're in that pattern of just doing, getting up, training, 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 I'm like, all right, who am I? And what am I doing now? <laughs> <laughs> uh, fantastic, mate. Really, really proud of you. It was, um, it was awesome to watch and, um, yeah, I guess we'll see you around the traps at some point. Are you moving back to Victoria? You're staying up in Queensland. Back to Victoria. Okay. Unfortunately. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll probably Queensland see each other at day. some point. We'll, we'll, we'll cross yeah, paths we at one point, I'm sure. sure. Awesome, yes. buddy. You have a good night, and um, yeah, thanks for thanks for uh, chatting, and um, yeah, we'll uh, we'll see you when you're back in the land of Oz. No worries. Thanks for having me. No worries. Cheers, mate. And supporting bye. me on the sidelines, everyone in Oz. <laughs> no worries at all. Awesome, mate. We'll see you later. See ya. All right. There we go. Thank you, Kayla, for having a chat. Uh, really good to hear about um, what it's like being over there in Kona. And uh, to be honest, it's something I would love to be able to get to it one year. But uh, we'll show, we shall wait and see if that ever happens for me. But uh, I'll live vicariously through her race reports uh, having been over there. Um, since that chat, uh, Kayla has since decided what she wanted to do. So she's actually signed up for Ironman New Zealand um, next year. So I think that's in March next year. Uh, with an aim of trying to qualify for the uh, Nice World Championships where the women will flip over to um, next year. So the men will be in Kona next year and the women will be in Nice. So uh, she's going for another, or she's targeting uh, the World Championships over in Nice and uh, I'm pretty sure I can offer some advice on that one. It's a fantastic place and I'm very, very confident she'll probably get there. So uh, we'll watch closely. All right, so as I said earlier on, we've got one more to go. In uh, about a fortnight's time, we'll, we'll release the last one for the year, um, and then we'll probably take a little bit of a break as I uh, sort of start to collate and uh, chat to a few other people. I'm um, going to switch tactics where next week we'll be back onto the cycling side of things, but uh, cycling with a little bit of a difference. We're going to be talking about more around bike packing and um, sort of the do-your-own-adventure type um, type travel on a bike and uh, focusing more on the journey rather than the destination. Um, it was a really good chat that I had and, I, and I'm hoping um, yeah, that you that you'll get the same out. So hang out for that in a fortnight's time. So uh, in the meantime, though, thanks for listening to the Aussie Age Grouper. Please feel free to find us on Facebook or Instagram. If I can ask a favour, please subscribe and give us a rating. So if you're uh, looking at this on Spotify, then uh, I think it's a little bell. You just sort of hit the bell and uh, that will help give us um, a bit of a rating. Um, 
got some stats through just the other day and we've reached, I think it was 15 different countries. The audience is slowly growing, hoping to grow it some more. So if you think this is relevant to someone, please um, share it with them. Uh, I am on the lookout for more Aussie age groupers to talk to. I've already mentioned that I've got some lined up, but I'm always willing to uh, add more to my list to have a chat to. So if you know of someone or you yourself want to have a chat, uh, please reach out via our socials and I'd love to get something organised. Now, if you are looking at getting into triathlon, please check out Geelong Performance Coaching. They can be found on Facebook, Instagram, or via their website, gpcsquad.com.au. And uh, that is the squad that I am heavily involved with. Now, if you have a suggestion, a topic request, or a question, please send them through on either of our social media platforms and uh, we'll speak to you in about a fortnight.